pull up a bar stool. And we're doing some things a little differently today. I've got Andrew on. You probably weren't even expecting us uh, for this episode. We, uh, we just recorded last week as well. But uh, we're doing a little experiment. And hopefully it still works out for anyone listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. But when we, re- we recorded, uh, we streamed it live to the Power Hitters Club Elite Facebook group. So that added another element. Uh, it was ended up being feeling like kind of a performance, and you're also balancing people's comments and the fact that no one listening to it now can see those comments. So hopefully you enjoy this, but definitely something that uh, we we got something out of, and we may try to keep doing this. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to see these. Live in, on uh, Power Hitters Club going forward, just go to johnlimber.com slash PHC. We streamed it to PHC Elite as the group that you need to join. But otherwise, this will be a good one. We're going to talk about Facebook Live and the opportunities there. We're going to talk about social proof, new engagement, custom audiences, possibilities. And, uh, oh yeah, and dynamic ads and the updates there. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from JohnLimber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So, yeah, we're doing things a little differently this week. Um, you, those of you listening to this on Stitcher or iTunes or whatever uh, may not notice a difference, except that we're uh, it's kind of strange every once in a while. It seems kind of interactive or I don't know. But Andrew and I, I've got Andrew on the show. Hi, Andrew. Hey, John. Glad to be here. Yeah. Andrew and I are streaming this live via Facebook Live into the Power Hitters Club Elite Facebook group, private Facebook group, using the Blue Jeans app. Uh, so lots of balls in the air. Uh, we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> uh, what, what are you thinking, Andrew? Because you've used Blue Jeans before, but have you ever used it for live streaming? You know, I haven't. I mean, to me, it's a it's really a good application. I mean, you can think about how many how powerful this could be for people in the future. I mean, just being able to to kind of stream live right into a group. Let's say you have a a group of your people, your best advocates or, you know, I mean, this this is really powerful stuff that I think people would really want to know and interact with. And so I think it's uh, I think it's pretty awesome. And we have three people watching this right now, including you and me. This is exciting. (laughs) But anyway, you know how this goes. You know how it starts, Andrew. What are you bevergating at the moment? Uh, You know, I went, I'm I'm just an original kind of guy. So uh, I went for the Lining Kugels original, uh, which is what I have going on here. Wisconsin Classic. It is a Wisconsin Classic. Made for, made, you know, made for people that were just up here being lumbermen and lumber barons in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Nice. Started 1867. Well, my dog. What about Rosita, you? My dog Rosita 
is apparently drunk, as you can hear upstairs. Um, but otherwise, I am really, really low on the beer supply right now. I, I thought about breaking out like the holiday liqueur, but then I decided I'd just go with whatever I got in my uh, fridge right now, which is some Blue Moon. I don't have any orange slices or anything girly to go with it, but that's what I'm working on, man. So cheers nice. to you. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So how, how are we going to start? I think um, a good place to start here is to talk about this, this uh, the opportunities here with Facebook Live. Um, I wrote a, a blog post last week about being able to stream uh, webinars to Facebook Live. So that's what I'm doing right now as well. So later today in the Power Hitters Club Elite Group, um, I'll be streaming our weekly webinar via Facebook Live. I've been using um, uh, Wirecast for that, but I don't think we can use Wirecast for things like this, which is like interviews and podcasts. And they've also got this new format for uh, live audio that's coming too. But... I don't know. I'm really excited about all the possibilities um, with this stuff. I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I am as well. I mean, I think the, the clearly we knew the investment in video was coming. We knew that Facebook had you know, like really pushed into it. And with Facebook Live, people have really responded to it. Uh, I was skeptical initially if that was going to be a thing that people really wanted to continue to use. Uh, it was, I don't know. But I tell you, in places like this, in the Power Hitters Club, where people know us, they like us, uh, and, you know, I mean, it's a familiar community, you know, that is a really powerful activism tool that we can use, I think. And you could use with, with, with clients. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, and it's a gentleman that runs a business that's a franchise business in the UK, and he doesn't have a good way necessarily other than go to meeting to communicate with his franchisees. And a lot of times he has to write long emails that are describing things to them and think about the power of he and the CEO of this organization going on, uh, on a, you know, a group of all the franchisees and, and doing a, something like this, uh, talking about things, giving an update. What a better way to communicate, right? Cause you see them, you see their facial expressions, you see who they are. Uh, and so I think that, you know, there's that type of application that's going to make these even more powerful. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's an interesting concept, um, doing that via uh, speaking to the franchisees. Because back in the day, you know, you, you like anything that's business related, you tell everybody to stay off of Facebook and social media. And now you're like, we just assume they're there. So, so, so all the franchisees will talk to them via Facebook as opposed to, you know, using some... Uh, app that uh, separately, but uh, yeah, I think uh, for PHC, this is perfect. I mean, we know that everybody mm -hmm. is already on Facebook who's in PHC. Um, so, and we know that you and I, we already record these po podcasts once a month uh, talking about Facebook, and this is something that they could benefit from. Uh, kind of a sneak peek that no one else gets and maybe even interact a little bit and maybe answer questions or something. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, so there's lots of cool opportunities there. And, but you know, the, the web, the webinar thing I think is perfect for me too. I don't have to worry about different software, go to webinar and all, all the, uh, that stuff. But I think, 
so privately with the private groups, especially if you already have a private group, um, it makes a ton of sense. Now, the question I have for you, though, because I, I think we start venturing into some interesting territory, uncharted territory, when we start talking about streaming stuff live, like a webinar or an interview or a podcast, to a Facebook page that may have lots of viewership. Because then you start dealing with things that you would, normally wouldn't have dealt with if you had, um, say, a, a private closed webinar or interview or something like that. You get trolls. You get all kinds of engagement that we're not getting right now because this is in a small private group. We've got nine people here, though. Uh, that you all of a sudden you're like balancing, staying on track with whatever you're talking about, and then the comments coming through, and you can you can go viral, and all of a sudden you get all kinds of people who are commenting that have no idea who you are, and they're making fun of what you're wearing and what you look like or whatever. Um, I don't know. So I, what do you what do you think about the possibility of public say webinars where you don't have to provide a, an email address or anything? It's just streamed live to your Facebook page. I mean, I, I don't think it's um, I think it, it falls under the same rules that we've always talked about, which is uh, provide value, you know, and if you're not providing value, if you're not providing um, something that is useful and you're just on there and it's you haven't prepared for it, uh, it's not going to be helpful for you. It's not going to be lucrative. I mean, it's not going to it's going to create more headaches than solutions. Uh, so I think that's a little bit of how I would view it. I think you could certainly do it if you have an active page. It's another way for people to get familiar with your brand and know who you are or your organization. Uh, but I, you know, I think you should be prepared for whatever that brings. And I think, um, by the way, if people do have comments, of course, or questions, feel free to leave them in the, in the uh, window or the chat box below. I'd be happy to talk about them. Uh, but, you know, I think, What's interesting about it is uh, Facebook Live at this point has a very high amount of penetration. People, you know, it, it alerts people, it lets them know, and people really are seeing it. So I think treat it as such, right? I mean, don't just try to do something uh, in a small way uh, that isn't prepared and is unprofessional. If that's not the, what you're trying to give off, uh, I think that's uh, important. So anyway. Well, cool. We're getting some questions. I like like this. This is this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, Ryan within the the PHC said that he started his own private group, and the engagement levels uh, versus that of a page, night and day, um, no spammers, no bots, none of that kind of stuff in the private group. Um, yeah, and and Mary, yeah, I'm not sure. What, she said, "What would you think about an official Facebook webinar versus a Facebook Live?" Uh, that's kind of what I've been, if, if I understand the question, that's kind of what I've been doing with the PHC. And kind of what I was getting, getting at, too, with um, doing it publicly to, a, publicly to a page, yeah, you deal with different issues. But I think we kind of have to um, look at the, the typical webinar completely differently because generally you get email addresses. Now you're not getting an email address. Typically you get people who are, I wouldn't say they're necessarily engaged, but they go jump through a lot of hoops just to get there, right? They might have to install GoToWebinar, and so they set aside their day. They're going to hop on and start to finish, uh, maybe while they're working. Whereas with Facebook Live, it just pops in their feed, and they didn't know it was going to happen. And like, oh, yeah, this is interesting, and then they're doing other things too. So you might have people, lots more people on Facebook Live, but uh, not as engaged potentially. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the fact that I, we, we always use that as a sales tool and we use it as a, a list builder, um, but it suddenly becomes a little bit different via Facebook Live. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to experiment with it with my next free webinar that I'll first of all conduct it via GoToWebinar and then I'll do a, you know, if you missed it, I'm going to do it on Facebook Live too and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's you know it's all about experimentation at this point, and uh, I think groups is a really interesting answer for a lot of people, and not traditionally something that manages. And I think part of the move that would be smart by Facebook is to move groups into um, being able to be managed uh, within Business Manager. Um, right now, they're a personal thing, um, but I think that more brands are, I mean, more agencies and more people like us that are consultants that are in the PHC, um, you know, we're going to ask, uh, we're suggesting it. And so we're in the groups, but uh, there's not a fantastic way to manage them right now. So I think that's something that we'll, we'll continue to want to, uh, to kind of watch out for and push for, um, because that's going to become a, a bigger thing. And I think that they operate, you know, in similar fashion, obviously differently because the amount of people you're reaching and engagement is much higher, but, uh, you can, over time, you could see how, uh, a, a group really becomes more of like a, um, a smaller Facebook page, um, to some degree, a, a tighter community. So, uh, and then on the webinar versus the live, I think, yeah, it's, it's all about giving, giving a shot to, to see what works. Um, you know, I don't know if I, to me, it's, uh, they're going to have to, at some point differentiate between live products. Uh, so you're not just going to be able to say everything's a Facebook live because something like this is, a, is very different than, uh, to me, than somebody walking down the street doing a Facebook live. Um, so I think they're going to have to differentiate between that and algorithmically, no doubt over time they will. Right. Yeah. So Shifting gears a little bit, but still talking about the topic of Facebook Live. Um, hot off the presses, Facebook made a whole bunch of updates and announcements uh, within the last uh, really hour or so as we record this. First of all, you'll be able to start recording Facebook Live from your desktop, so directly from Facebook and from your page. Uh, Rosita loves that update. She's a big fan of it. And uh, so <laughs> otherwise, like right now, I'm we're doing it from our desktops, but we're using a third-party tool, and that won't necessarily be required anymore. Um, some pages may have contributors that, that, like maybe they're on on location or whatever of, of something big happening, and they want to um, air a live video for you. You can they'll create a role for live contributor. Uh, video insights for profiles that have 5,000 or more followers, live comment pinning, which I've seen a little bit of that. So if you love a comment, you can just pin it to the top. Actually, it's kind of to the bottom, I guess, in a way, uh, if you're watching from your phone. Uh, video permalink. So I could say go to uh, facebook.com slash John Limer Digital slash videos to see any of my videos. And then cross-posting of live videos. So that's happening. Yeah, clearly a, a lot there. Um, you know, the thing that that uh, I think is interesting is um, we're moving into an era of Facebook is generally social media. I mean, you look at you can watch a football game on Twitter now. Um, have been able to do that for a while. Uh, you're we're moving into an area where Facebook and and social has the capacity and the opportunity to become TV, frankly. And so I think the more that you go down this road, uh, the more that it is. I mean, I don't think it's infeasible 
or uh, unfeasible, excuse me, um, for somebody to have a, you know, a, a Facebook live TV show that becomes mm-hmm. a nationally recommended, like it could be an award winning. I mean, right now that you already have that on YouTube, right? There's yeah. people that make a lot of money and that have very entertaining television series that are on YouTube. So why wouldn't that happen on Facebook as well? Um, and the cool thing is, is that it's a leveling of the playing field, you know, to me, which, which is fantastic. You know, we've gone from, uh, big studios being the ones that are making movies to now, you know, Netflix can win awards. Hulu can win the same awards. And now we're, it's continuing to knock that down. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's kind of interesting. And, yeah. And I think that's precisely what Facebook's looking to do. I think they're, um, they've been on the search looking for people to pay that they, that, to produce great video and it could be shows and it could be movies and, could be live sporting events. I mean, you, you name it. So I'm kind of excited what could be happening there. So Ryan uh, said, any idea if we can pin comments on ads or if it's just posts? I don't know the answer to that, John. Do you know the well, answer to I that mean, if you can pin comments on an ad? To be clear, though, the, the pinning we're talking about is regarding live, Facebook Live. So Facebook Live only. So, But if, if, if it's a live video that became uh, – uh, recorded video you should you can probably pin comments i assume on that but uh it, that's not it's not any other post type um it's just for facebook live at least where the the announcement came about today all right so uh, moving off of the facebook live topic a little bit um i i is, is it felt really weird yesterday because I, I i had some intel from facebook and then, like, you know, I wasn't supposed to talk about it and this and that. And then so I wrote a blog post uh, once I was able to talk about it, thinking that they're going to make a big announcement. They didn't say anything. It was just me. So I was like, oh, what the hell is going on? But it's the um, uh, but regarding uh, the dynamic ads and the targeting um, updates there where you'll now be able to target broad audiences is the way it was defined to me. So people who may be interested in buying, so let's say the example they gave me was you're selling a couch and you've got someone who has shown that they may be interested in buying a couch right now based on their activity on Facebook and based on their browsing activity, visiting other websites, not just your website. So as in the past, it was all about um, dynamic ads showing to people based on their interaction with your website. You saw this product. Here's a here's an ad for it. Um, now it's going to be kind of I, I compare it to interesting behaviors a little bit, uh, where they take in all this intel about what someone is doing right now and what they may be interested in, and they're going to show them dynamic ads that way as well. Um, and really the the rep that I talked to at Facebook told me that the whole thought here is getting at purchase intent because that is you know, one of the biggest weaknesses of Facebook right now, as opposed to say Google is purchase intent. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think about all this? Well, I mean, I think it's a, uh, it makes a lot of sense from, uh, from an angle for an advertiser. I mean, it sounds on the surface, it sounds like, man, you know, that's, that's, that stinks. Uh, I don't like that. Um, but I think 
first of all, you know, Facebook has, we have pixels now on, on a lot of websites (laughs) and, uh, pixels. So, you know, that allows them to build uh, portraits of different people. Uh, and that allows them to, to, to kind of take that in an anonymized basis and find out what those people are looking at. So, uh, that's a good, that's good, good for marketers. Uh, I think that makes sense. I think the other thing that, that you, Dynamic ads have always had that the ceiling, as they kind of, okay. as you talked about in your article, which is if you don't get a lot of volume on them, unless you're a huge e-commerce site, a lot of people use them and there's services that sell them. Uh, but the challenge that you run into with dynamic ads is volume. Um, and so, you know, they work great. CPAs are low. Um, I remember uh, in the third quarter call for Facebook uh, earnings call of last year, Sheryl Sandberg said, you know, we are seeing search like results on return on ad spend from these, which is, you know, I think we could all agree with in this group. So um, the question I still have, I guess, that because I didn't I don't have the update yet and I can't see it from a logistical yeah. standpoint is, um can you, is it, is it actually just a separate targeting group then, or is it a separate right. placement? Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, or it, how, how does that work? Cause that part of it to me, uh, I was, I was like a little bit unclear on, um, it, it's, I, it's but, funny you anyway. ask. Cause first of all, I, I asked for screen grabs to show the mechanics of this. Um, then I got on a, on a phone call and they said, Oh, we can't do that. And I got on a f- phone call with someone and tried to have them explain it to me and I kind of get the sense that they weren't 100% clear either and that maybe it's even still being ironed out. But uh, the way I kind of interpreted <laughs> it was, um, so under the current options and targeting, so like based on what, how someone viewed a different product or whatever, one of the options would be uh, broad audiences. After that, okay, it's not clear. Okay, so you select broad audiences, does that mean that now you select what those broad audiences are or does Facebook automatically determine who that is based on what you're promoting or, and are those categories the same as interests? I would hope not. Or are there, how many, how many categories, how how many, I'm not broad, broad audiences, how many, how many uh, categories or how many audiences, different audiences can you select from and what are they like? Uh, so that is still kind of a mystery to me. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think, uh, kind of like what you're saying that on, on one hand, it, it makes a lot of sense because I think there are a lot of people who think, Oh, dynamic ads sound awesome. I need to get into this. And it really makes no sense for their site because if you've, if you don't have the traffic and you end up with like five page views a day on, on this individual product, because it's all spread out between products then do you really need to create a dynamic ad for it? Um, and maybe you only have 20 products, 50 products, whatever, you could potentially create ads individually for all or most of those or some of those. Um, but that said, you know, maybe you, you do have a ton of products and you want to spend more budget uh, promoting those products. Um, and right now you're, you're capped because of your traffic and you're not getting a ton of traffic. This allows you to expand that. And um, if it works the way they hope it will, I, I'm just skeptical just because I don't think interests are all that great. I don't think lookalikes are all that great. But um, 
uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, well see, I, I, I have to go on record and uh, disagree with you. I, I <laughs> think lookalikes are incredible. Uh, and I think if you do interest targeting um, in an informed way, it can be also really, really powerful. Um, but I think one thing that's interesting to me about it is um, I was thinking about this the other day that there hasn't been any necessarily any new features, um, you know, coming from the targeting area of Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've had a lot of, uh, you know, updates on ad units themselves, but there hasn't been a lot of new feature updates uh, coming in targeting with the exception of um, some of the page engagement engagement, custom audiences and you know which is which is this thing that we've had but it's not a new category this intent-based piece about you know knowing where people are looking and that type of thing you know that i see that as a as a separate one um you know and and so that to me is is an opportunity i think as mary nice is saying on here you know look pushing people-based marketing, it's absolutely what it is. And I think that that is the ultimate challenge I've always had, which is that intent. And so how can they continue to capture uh, the value proposition that Google's had, which is that people are searching for this. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, that to me is there. And I, I would imagine that in the next year, we're going to see a lot more innovation around targeting. I don't know this for a fact. I, I have no idea. I would predict um, that there's going to be more changes there um, because you can have great ad units, which they've worked on. And we have a lot of great ad units. You can have new objectives, which are fantastic. But the, the power, the, the part that you can tell people that you pitch, you know, to get people on board of Facebook is talking about targeting. And, and so the more that they give us in that regard, uh, the better off they're going to be and, and the better off the revenues are going to grow. And, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're going to have more there and there, I wouldn't be surprised if they also announce that they're going to start to create more quality uh, around the interest based targeting area, because the, you kind of talked about this in the fall that there's things that you're under interest categories for that don't make sense Golden and girls. that are kind of weird. And so, there, yeah. yeah, so there needs to be, there needs to be a quality to that. Um, that they that they don't have, and I totally agree with David Herman. You know, lookalikes <laughs> layered with interest. Some it. people like I love I love that. I think that's that's a, a nice way to have a quality there. But uh, but yeah. By, anyway, by the way, I, I'm I'm excited about the about the intent based piece. Yeah, I, I I just I don't know if you noticed this or you might have to refresh that pin comment didn't come up for me until just now. I was able to pin Mary's comment, so that's kind of cool. Oh, I see I see Matt, Mary. There you go. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is something that's interesting to me because I, because I, when I originally wrote the article, um, it, the broad audiences was, it was based on people's browsing habits. And, you know, I heard from Facebook, they're like, no, 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 it includes more than that. It includes their activity on Facebook. And I, I'm, I'm skeptical. Right. First of all, I wonder about that because the reality is what's more valuable the fact that someone likes a page or is talking about a, a topic on Facebook or if they visited a website looking at a very specific product that's in a category. And they have categories too, by the way, because because of product feeds. So they know it falls under furniture, furniture it falls under couches or, or whatever. Um, I, that's way more valuable, I think, than any kind of interaction on Facebook. 
So I'm wondering, uh, to make this uh, truly valuable, I bet that has to be weighted way more heavily than any activity on Facebook. Yeah, I would say I would say that. I mean, I think one of the things that they um, one of the things you want to be careful of that or that they want to be careful of, I should say, <laughs> is, is Facebook is they can't say that it's all dependent upon uh, external websites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there has to be some piece that valid- that validates kind of their platform and the targeting that they have as well. So I think including that is true. But of course, the browsing that you're doing is way more valuable because that's going to uh, bring people together. The interesting thing to me that I that I think is fascinating is how are they able to categorize um, websites in such a fashion uh, that makes it easy to do that? So, you know, how do they know that this is a website for e-commerce, but like this other, you know? Yeah, I, I think I don't know how they know product wise. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm sure they're reading text on the websites and things like well, that. Well, the, the um, categorization yeah, though, the categorization to go, though is done by us with the uh, product feeds. So if they're viewing products on websites that that utilize right. a product feed, we give them a category, and so we do the work for them. So I, that's why I was thinking that that could really be a big part of this. And why, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's what's being utilized m- mainly, why it would be mo- uh, so effective, but also why it could tick some people off. Because it's like, okay, somebody came to my website to view my couch. I don't know, I keep cu- talking about couches. Uh, they go back to Facebook <laughs> and they see ads from all of my competitors promoting their couch. And uh, so I don't know, but uh, so this it, is a, I mean, this is maybe a good time to announce that uh, we're that you're launching uh, John Loomer couches. Uh, uh, John Loomer digital couches. Um, digital it's, couches. A, it's a new product line. Yeah. Um, either that or beanbags. I've, all I got in the, in the background of my office is a beanbag, but you can't even see it right now, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's like everything else. With any of these announcements, and like some people will think, sounds yeah, it's amazing. Some people think they just hate it, and it's the worst idea ever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But it, it certainly, I think, what it does is a couple of things. It gives Facebook more money. It allows smaller <laughs> e-commerce companies the ability to actually use uh, dynamic ads and spend more money. Um, and it provides another op- option for targeting to expand your budget. From there, uh, we'll see. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add on that, or should we be moving on to maybe one more topic? We're already at like thirty minutes. Yeah, right? I'd say I'd say let's move on to one more topic here. I still got a little bit of beer to drink here. Um, one thing that's kind of weird about this following this on Facebook is the comments is like the old ones disappear for me. I don't know about you, at least on my desktop. Uh, yep. They disappear. Man. Oh man. And Mary's lucky cause she's still pinned up there. I gotta see another cool comment we can, we can pin. But, uh, so you sent me a bunch of topics since we really only have time for one more. Um, it's like social proof, Regenerating lookalike audiences, messenger ads, new engagement custom audiences. What do you want to talk about? I mean, I, there's been a couple of questions that people have had, and I've always been curious about this and, and talking about 
uh, social proof. Um, and if that really matters, I mean, I've, I have my own personal thoughts on it. People have talked about this. And when I say social proof, what I mean is on an ad comments, likes, uh, specifically comments really, mm-hmm. um, and shares on that ad. Uh, and if that really makes a huge difference, um, and there's been some discussion about this in the power hitters club. Uh, so I thought we could chat about it. So, I mean, what do you think about it? And do you think it matters? Um, you know, if you have a good performing ad, do you think that makes sense to start that ad, continue it and not change it since it has that social proof or, or what are your thoughts? I think social proof matters, but I think people are too obsessed with it. So, <laughs> for example, like like a lot of things, like what, like when people worry about how many likes their page has, they worry about how, how much reach something has, which I guess isn't so much social proof, but it's obsessing over something that maybe doesn't matter. They worry about how many comments, likes, and shares, and that's what they report to their client. When in reality, it's like, well, you're you're sharing a link there. How much traffic did you drive? And when you drove that traffic, mm-hmm. what happened? So um, I think it helps in terms of, okay, well, yeah, they comment, they like it, they share it. It's, more people are going to see it. That's a good thing. And, and yes, um, we've seen it over and over that, and I think Facebook Live is usually a good example of this. If uh, you see people who are commenting on it, you're more likely to jump in too and kind of join that conversation. Um, so I think there's certainly a benefit of it. So, but there are two aspects to that. I think on one hand, it, it, people can be too focused on that. And second of all, um, you know, one issue I see there is that I think a lot of advertisers don't pay that much attention to the comments they get. <laughs> And, and reply to them and, and all that business. So be careful what you wish for, I guess. Um, so, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, to, to me, it, I think it absolutely matters. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I think especially on a more high dollar product, it matters. Um, you know, the explanations that can take place. Uh, we have a client that has a product that has a $250 average order value. And uh, their ads that have social proof on them are the ones that, you know, they want to keep running that have historically converted the best over time. Um, And what's interesting now is uh, performance has been uh, not as great as it as it once was. And so the question has been raised, like, is, you know, that may have worked before. Is it needed now? Uh, And is it worth just trying to restart some creative? So we've done that as well as keeping the old ones going. Um, and it's interesting because the, the discussion and dialogue that takes place, if somebody's tagging their friend and they continue to start or start a conversation and then you jump in there as the brand and say, that's a great question. Here's what I think. Um, that can be really powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's essentially like having a chat box on your website basically, and, and, and sort of watching people's conversations about your product. Um, so I Absolutely. think that it does matter. Uh, but I, but I don't know if it's, um, you know, I don't know if it's impactful. I think, you know, it, it isn't over time website is, you know, your website is more impactful. I mean, and, and the ultimate ask of your product is going to be more important than, than having the social proof there. But I think that, uh, that Facebook, it seems to me you likes the social proof on stuff, but over time, uh, kind of makes it, not as relevant. Right. That's what, the, um, well, that's what they're doing. With, with, that's what they're doing with page likes. Right. Cause they're that for a long time, it's like, they really emphasized how many likes you have and, 
and people spend a lot of money to get likes and maybe not very good ones. And now they're kind of bearing it. So it's not a big deal. And now it's probably pissing off people right. spend all that money on likes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it, it kind of, it's, it's upfront, it's big. And then over time it, it kind of diminishes itself. Um, we get some question. Yeah. So David, yeah, just we're, we're in total agreement on that. So, um, I, I think it's, it, it's interesting and something that, uh, that I would, I wouldn't take too much stock in, um, as you kind of go forward, but in initially as you launch a product, I think it can be, can be helpful. My question that I, I, I think we could take two minutes to talk about is, uh, is some of the engagement custom audiences just really quick. And if you've had success with that and, uh, and what those have looked like for you and kind of how that's been going. Uh, Cause I'd be curious of, of how things are going on uh, John Limmer digital side of, of running that with them. Yeah. So the, um, you know, I've had the, actually that's a, that's a website one. So I've been using the, the latest one for page engagement. Um, so anyone who engages with your page and that one has been giving me website clicks at about the same rate as, um, cause I also promote a blog when I promote a blog post, I'm talking about, I create two different ad sets, one for the most active visitors to my website, one to the people who engage with my Facebook page. And, um, so what I've seen in the past is that, um, those are the price ends up being about the same. Now, what I just started yesterday, so I'll check out my results was um, I switched over to instead of anyone who engages with my page to anyone who engages with my posts, posts or ads uh, during the past 365 days. And uh, let me see what we got here. And what we've got, it's actually performing better than targeting people who are my most active visitors on my website. So we got eight cents per website click uh, people have engaged with any of my posts or ads during the past 365 days. So I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think this is great because, um, well, you know, it's almost, almost overkill for me. Cause like I'll just target website visitors and I'm fine with that. There are a lot of people who maybe they've developed good engagement as we're talking about social proof, whatever they get good engagement on their page, but they don't get much website traffic. And now yep. they can target those people who have engaged with their posts in the past, focus on them um, to sell stuff, drive traffic, get opt-ins, whatever. And it's it's kind of like what I, was, I wrote about, I don't know, a month ago or so, how the definition of remarketing is changing, where it's not just about people who have visited your website. Uh, this is it's a good opportunity for a lot of a lot of advertisers. Uh, advertisers. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I mean, I think it's uh, you could see how they would take this um, into other areas. So an engagement custom audience, uh, people have, uh, let's say, uh, clicked on a ad for a conversion. Um, and, you know, that would be a website visitor. But, uh, you know, you could say that they've uh, you could go into you you know other options that could be under that is my point like yeah. you could say clicks that say they clicked on the title of the page and went to your facebook page but didn't go to the website or something you know there's many many other options i don't know if this is like 
some of them are more niche and small than others, but it gives you, it, it kind of is really exciting. I think that the messages one, uh, is where That's we've big. seen some success running messenger ads. That's, you know, kind of people that have sent you a message that stuff's been working well. Um, and sending them a messenger ad, uh, if, since they've interacted with you, it's done really well. I think some of it is you have to understand, you have to, uh, set the expectation of sort of the, uh, what percentage of your audience is sort of digitally native. So yeah. somebody like John Limer digital is not a problem. Somebody who is working within another company or organization that has a lot of people that are used to it or social media people absolutely, I think makes sense. Um, but in other places, it's, I think it's going to take a little bit longer to get going. If you have a big page, uh, I mean the lookalike of engagers to me has been a really, actually a, a good one to use of getting new people in there. That's so a good, that's a good think, point too. Yeah. Th- th- it just, it gives you one more, even if you don't get a ton of engagement on your page, it gives you one more source that you can create a lookalike from if you really believe in that lookalike mm-hmm. stuff. Right. <laughs> I got it in. <laughs> But uh, no, I think I think there's still lots of opportunities there because I, you know, I was excited about it was a year ago or so when they first started creating these um, engagement on Facebook custom audiences and they started with video. I was immediately excited because like there's so many possibilities there. Mm-hmm. And I still oh, absolutely th- I still think uh, a major one that I don't understand. I can't believe they haven't created yet. is like creating an audience of people who have liked your page during a set duration. So you've liked yeah. my page during the past 30 days or today, and you can send them a welcome. Hey, thanks for what, liking my page. These are the things you should be doing. Um, I think that yep. would be great. But And like all the engagement on your Facebook posts, well, why can't you get more refined and, and pick out the individual posts they're engaging with? Again, they may not have clicked the link where they're added to a website custom audience, but they engaged with it. Let's include that so we can get more refined. So they, oh, you engage with this post, so you'll, you'll be interested in this this uh, content or whatever. So that's the kind of so stuff I to. we do have one question that's unanswered, um, and uh, and then I think you know we can wrap up, which is um, David asked. I know I've read this on Facebook's terms of service before. Is it okay to ask people to tag a friend um, on a Facebook ad? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I, uh, I, I think it's, I'm not sure. I, think it's, I know a lot of people do. It makes me squirm. I think it's gross. Yeah, maybe not the not the, <laughs> yeah, kind of asking people to do something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, might be not in the John Loomer Digital School of Facebook ads. Look, and to be clear, I'm very vanilla on most of the stuff I do. So I, I'm I can be pretty confident at all times. Whatever I'm doing is above board. And so a lot of times it's not like I know the the guidelines inside out. It's just that lots of stuff makes me uneasy. And I, I, I don't like. Oh, good. Molly Pittman uh, from Digital Marketer said it's definitely against the terms of service. Boom. Thanks, um, so that that's uh, that's that's good. Uh, that's good to know. Um, and Molly also said individual post engagement audiences would be amazing. I agree. Totally. Having an individual one on there to be able to say this post specifically, that'd be killer. Yeah. That'd be really, really awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that thought, Molly. Absolutely. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. So, so when in doubt, just look inside yourself. <laughs> like, is this, <laughs> does this sound sleazy? Does this seem sleazy? Should I do this? Would Facebook want me? No. I mean, and, and it's, just, I mean, it always depends. They, they want it to be as natural and organic as possible. So do they care if people tag their friends? They'd probably love it if people tag their friends, but not because you mm-hmm. asked them to. So uh, another thing, like I, 
along those same lines is like uh, all this stuff I've been seeing lately about Facebook Live and the um, and voting mechanisms and stuff like that. Um, it's funny because I, I got an email the other day that's touting this as the next big thing on Facebook, whereas Facebook specifically says you can't use Facebook Live for that. And of course you can't. You can tell like why would they ever want you to use use it for that? Because you're it's now no longer natural that you're using those reactions that you're saying you're angry or happy or haha, whatever the hell. And uh so it's it, it's it completely opposes what the, it was built for in the first place. Because if they're trying to understand sentiment, now they have no idea what your sentiment is because you've got this stupid voting thing going on. Um so a lot of times, just honestly, it's just common sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was actually, I think I joked with you last week, which is, uh, I wonder how many webinars we're going to see being sold or get Facebook ads for that are how to make a million dollars on oh, Facebook Live oh. in the next six months, you know? And, so, you, and use voting mechanism. Yeah, I, use voting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, well... I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, I feel like uh, we've really uh, feel like we've really done a done a great I've, webinar. I, so are you waving? I'm waving to, I'm waving to the bartender. Thing. I'm waving to the bartender. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just asked right, for the yeah, tab. Yeah, See, no, this, is, this, the yeah, this is the pressure of being, having video as well. I can't just say, oh, I just asked for the tab. John, you didn't <laughs> ask for the tab. I was watching you. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just hey, had. Man. I just had a beer. I just finished it, so I, you know I'm a lightweight now, and I feel like I'm I'm just now getting the groove. Like we should start the podcast now. But I picked up your tab as I always do because you're a cheapskate. But uh, line and kugels, I know you're not gonna get me out of the house at home, so I appreciate it. But always good to have you on the show, Andrew. Where can people find you? I tell you, everybody can find me um, at foxwelldigital.com uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Foxwell. Um, and surprisingly enough, for a Facebook marketing agency, we don't have a super active Facebook page for our business, which is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, you can listen for me on John's podcast here. And the other thing is, if you do want to book time, you can book time with me on John's site at johnlumer.com backslash consult. Or consult. Uh, and... Uh, or consult. I uh, just opened up a few more uh, slots in there, and I'll be opening up more as the spring uh, continues here. But um, you can always email me at Andrew at Foxwell Digital. Um, actually, I, I asked a couple people to listen in the last time, or that listened in uh, at the end of the episode to send me an email, and I I literally got two emails from Denmark as I said I would. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm huge in Denmark. I just I'm massive in Denmark. People love me over there. Nice. Um, but uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, I, got, I got three emails total. Uh, one from one guy uh, in Florida and then two from people in Denmark. Awesome. Uh, but thanks for the emails. I was appreciate any feedback anybody has. Um, and I appreciate uh, the invitation to be on the podcast always. You can find Andrew also in the Power Hitters Club. JohnLumber.com slash PHC. But uh, anyway, yeah, thanks. Thanks again. Uh, thanks to all the PHC Elite members for being on and listening in and distracting us. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out. We're out.